Scotsman. Then grease me up, woman. Sir, have you noticed how North Edinburgh golfers put like this? And South Edinburgh golfers put like this? Welcome to Willie Hears You, a Scottish Simpsons podcast. This is the show where we aim to rate and rank every single Simpsons episode ever, as well as getting the thoughts and opinions of you as much as possible. This is episode number six, and in today's show we're going to be talking about season one, episode six, Moaning Lisa. Now, if you would like to support the show, you can find us across our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, at Willie Hears. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just look for Willie Hears Yeah, a Scottish Simpsons podcast. You can also find the links to all of those in the description for this week's show. You can email us, willyhears at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts on any of the Simpsons episodes that we're talking about, any of the listener questions of the week, or just any thoughts you have on the Simpsons. Send us an email and we will read it out on the show. Now, before we really get into this week's episode, there's just a, a little thing that I want to say. Obviously, we are talking about Moaning Lisa here, and in terms of the early episodes, I don't want to say that this one's just not funny because I don't think that that's particularly fair. However, the the gags in this one uh, are probably slightly less than we've been used to so far. So just with that in mind, uh, we're probably going to be a slightly shorter episode of uh, this week's just because there may be not as much clips from the actual episode uh, as as you're used to. But, uh, but we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes as we go along. And with that being said, we're just going to get straight into it and we're going to talk about Moaning Lisa. Lunch, Lady Doris. Have you got any grease? Yes. Yes, we do. Then grease me up, woman! Okie dokie. This episode was first aired on the 11th of February 1990, was directed by Wesley Archer, written by Al Jean and Mark Reese. 27.4 million US viewers in its when it aired when it first aired, which is actually up oh, 300,000 on the week before, was 34th place in the weekly rankings, got a Nielsen rating of 13.8, and was the highest rated show on the Fox network that week. The chalkboard gag, I will not instigate revolution, uh, which is probably one of the more witty ones that we've had before. I think what have we had so far? I will not skateboard in the halls, like, yeah. Uh, the couch gag, Maggie pops out, there's not enough space, and just lands in Marge's arms. It's very, very poor, very tiring, <laughs> tiring, poor couch gags in the early episodes. They will get better as they go on. Um, but as I was saying, yes, this is, um, in terms of just thematically, this episode is so far removed from what, anything that we've done before. Remember, like, it's the first episode where we really sort of investigate Lisa. 
Um, each episode up until this point had mostly been about either Homer or... I think they've all actually been either about Homer or Bart. So here we have uh, an actual episode investigating Lisa. And it was one of the previous episodes where I had stated um, that in a previous episode, you know, Bart and Lisa really were kind of very, very same. Like, it was really tricky to uh, to sort of tell them apart. Uh, and then this... This does, I think, so much world building. And I, I really do think it's a very important episode, even if I think um, it's not a particularly funny episode. I don't necessarily, like, in terms of that, and if I was to rate it, because the way I do my ratings at the end is mostly by, through enjoyment and how much I enjoy the episodes, how funny I find them. And whilst I think this is an important episode for the development of Lisa, I also think it's an important element because of the message that this episode carries. I don't enjoy watching this episode, so that might just affect my, my ratings for it. Anyways, uh, we open up, and we open up just on such a low note. You've got that sort of sad Simpsons music playing, and Lisa's just looking at herself in the mirror. She's She's depressed, and... You know, you've got Bart and Homer, they're trying to get in and uh, to the bathroom and there's a little bit there and that's maybe where some of the lightheartedness comes in over that f sort of initial fight for the bathroom. But the tone of this open opening is so much lower than anything we're used to in The Simpsons. And, and, and bear in mind, we've had a previous episode where Homer has gone to commit suicide. Um... But here, this, this is, again, is a very, very depressing tone. But then, uh, whilst they're sort of looking around the house, um, that's when some of the jokes start to kick in. You know, Homer's late for his work. He's looking for his keys. Bart's making fun of him. And uh, Lisa, she eventually finds the keys. They're still in the front door from, from when Homer came home. I'm assuming, I'm just going to assume the night before, night before for maybe a heavy night at Moe's. Um, and, and Lisa... You know, there's this moment, Marge only is trying to make up all their lunches, but she only has two cupcakes for the three of them. And it's actually it's actually a point that irks me, because um, she only has two left for the three of them. Uh, and Lisa just volunteers hers up. She says, you know, cupcake's not going to make me happy. Uh, but she comes back to criticise Marge for that later on, and it's like, well, you, you, you gave it away. Um, so we, we cut off, and we go to school, and... She's in uh, her music class or band practice or something. It, it does sound like they're playing God Save the Queen, right? I think they're playing God Save the Queen. I don't know why they'd be playing that. Um, but Lisa, this is where we can really see sort of her love. We, we know at this point that she likes to play the saxophone, but this is where we really see our love for the saxophone because, you know, she's so depressed, but she goes off on this sort of sax solo and it just seems to give her uh, so much pleasure that uh, that we really we really we really can't tell what that actually means to her, and it's immediately shut down by the by the by uh, Mr. Largo. He's having absolutely none of it whatsoever. And then you know that we we carry on through the school day again. We know we're we're really really light on the jokes at this point. We go to lunch. Lisa's like philosophizing about lunch, and Bart starts a food food fight. Um. We get the cut scene again where, you know, she's in PE class and she's playing dodgeball and she's just not trying to even get away from the dodgeballs. Um, she says, and the teacher asks her, she says, oh, I don't want to play, I'm too sad. And the teacher dismisses this, you know, and Mr. Largo dismissed it, the PE teacher dismissed it. And I think that is, a, it's like, they're, set, they're obviously setting the scene for the, 
you know, and we've got to remember this is in the 90s as well, and we're sitting here over 30 years later, you know, we know a lot more about mental health issues, you know, I think the world is a more understanding place in general, I think there's still a long, long way to go, but I think, you know, the world is a much more um, understanding place around mental health issues than it perhaps was back then as well. Um, but probably we get so, sort of our funniest bit, we cut back to the house, Homer and Bart, they are playing uh, a video game called Super Slugfest. Come on, come on, let's go. In the red trunks, with the record of 48 wins and no losses, the undisputed champ of this house, battling Bart Simpson. And in the lavender trunks, with a record of zero wins and 48 defeats, oh, correction, humiliating defeats, all of them by knockout. Must you do this every time? Homer, the human punching bag, Simpson. <laughs> so as you as you could tell bart wins almost immediately homer doesn't even put up any sort of fight but lisa got sent home Lisa got sent home with a letter from school as well saying that she didn't want to play dodgeball because she was too sad and I think that's fucking harsh guys like seriously I think that's pretty harsh um and this is where we start to see you know where the world maybe didn't quite understand mental health issues the way because um just before we get into like I, I am a person who does suffer from mental health issues I suffer from depression I have anxiety so you know and I, I have ex I can have extreme sort of depressive uh, episodes um you know things like seasonal uh, seasonal affective disorder can really can really hurt me as well which again is something else I think is briefly mentioned um in this episode so uh yeah, we, we, we start to find out here where that it's Homer's talking about it and she says she doesn't look sad because there are no tears in her eyes. And then she sort of tries to comfort her. Um, and Lisa's trying to explain this. She's, she's sad because it almost... She explains it here that she's sad because she doesn't really know where what her role is, where she fits in. She's looking at the bigger picture and she doesn't really understand what it's all about. She doesn't really understand the meaning of it all because... You know, you've heard things like the old adage, like you, you, you know, you get up, you go to work, life's a bitch, then you die, and, and all those sorts of things. And it's like, well, what is the meaning of it all? And I think if you get too lost in those sorts of thoughts, it can have a real sort of negative impact. And it can lead to you sort of really being concerned about your own place within the world. What's your role? What's the mark you're going to leave? And I think, you know, she gets caught up in all of that. And Homer, of course, he has no idea how to deal with that. So he just tries to... He just tries to cheer her up with some with some classic games and things. March offers to draw Lisa a bath, which is uh 
you know, very reminiscent of some sort of suicide hotlines. I don't know about other parts of the world, but here in Scotland, it's a suicide hotlines, and there's sort of a running gag in the mental health, in the sort of mental health uh, community that um, you'll phone this up, and every single time they'll say, "Run a hot bath and, and get a cup of tea." Um, and, I th- and and Homer's solution also seems to be to punish Bart. He makes him do some chores as if that's going to also cheer Lisa up. Um, and then they get into a fight. Lisa and Bart get into a fight. And it eventually results in them trying to make Maggie choose between the two of them. And of course, Maggie decides to choose the TV, <laughs> which, uh, which is one of the funnier gags in the episode. Um, we cut back and Bart and Homer are playing Super Slugfest again and once again Bart is winning really really easily but Homer blames his distraction on the fact that Lisa was playing her saxophone so he goes and gives her into trouble for playing the saxophone which is again you know her getting into trouble for the one thing that she really loves doing the one thing that brings her happiness um, which she got done in for in music class and she's getting done for again here uh so eventually, you know, Homer sort of is remorseful about it and they, and they kind of leave it at that. But she hears saxophone playing from somewhere in Springfield. So she sneaks out and she meets or she sees Bleeding Gums Murphy playing the saxophone on a bridge. Um, I think it might have been the same bridge where Homer planned on committing suicide. I'm not sure. Um, at this point, we cut back to Homer and Marge, and they're dreaming. Marge's having a dream about when she was unhappy with when she was a child, and it seems like, based on this very short clip, that she was going through something rather similar to what Lisa was going through. Um, and her mum uh, just tells her to just smile. Smile through it. That's it. Just smile through it. Um, and that's all she has to do. Homer, however, is dreaming about uh, being in the video game that him and Bart are actually the boxers in Super Slugfest. And I love the, I love it that like he wakes up just screaming and immediately goes back to sleep. <laughs> That's really, really funny. But we cut back again to uh, Lisa and Bleeding Gums Murphy and they have a bit of a chat. <clears throat> Bleeding Dumbs tells her that he got his name because he's never been to the dentist. I don't know if that's meant to be funny or not. It doesn't really land for me. And then they, they have a bit of a jam together. Oh, I'm so lonely Since my baby left me I got no money and nothing is free. Oh, I've been so lonely since the day I was born. All I got is this rusty, this rusty old I got a bratty brother. He bugs me every day. And this morning, my own mother, she gave my last cupcake away. My dad acts like he belongs. He belongs in the zoo. I'm the saddest kid in grade number two. At this point, um, Marge finds Lisa and takes her away from this stranger. And in fairness, you know, if I was Marge, I'd be like whipping her away from this weird random guy who's just playing the saxophone on a bridge. 
because Marge apologizes to him. I would be apologizing to him. This is like an eight-year-old girl. Like, get away, you creepy bug, you creepy bugger. Um, so we cut back to uh, Bart, who is watching the news uh, when he gets some terrible news. Today's fire raced through downtown Springfield, gutting Symphony Hall, the Springfield Museum of Natural History, the Springfield Arts Center, and Barney's Bolorama. Ah! Fire officials said the two alarm oh, no! took more than an hour to under control. At this point, Bart, uh, Homer, sorry, and Marge, they're, they're, they're trying to just sort of come up with ways to cheer up Lisa. And one of the ideas that they have is for Bart to be nicer to her. And this is the thing. As someone who suffers from mental health issues, you don't want necessarily people being nicer to you. Um, that That's not something, because it's almost... Because that almost makes you feel like you're more of a burden on them. It, it's, it is really delicate lines you have to sort of play the rules by, but getting people to be nicer... Obviously, you don't want people being horrible to you, but getting people to sort of fake being nicer to you is, is, is I don't think, a really good way of dealing it. But Bart tries to cheer Lisa up by making a prank call to Moe's. Hi, man. I don't want your pity. Well, come on, I'll cheer you up. How? Yeah, most have it, most speaking. Shock there. Who? Jacques. Last name Strap. Uh, hold on. Uh, Jacques Strap. Hey, guys, I'm looking for a Jacques Strap. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Jacques Strap. It's you, isn't it, you cowardly little runt? When I get a hold of you, I am going to gut you like a fish and drink your blood. <laughs> Where's your sense of humor, man? So obviously Lisa doesn't find the prank call funny, um, which for me again is something that might, might not like is a good representation because just a few episodes ago we've seen her really enjoying the prank calls and depression is something that can do that to you. you know, it can take it can take the things that you really enjoy, the things you find funny, and just take them completely away. Um, but we cut to Homer, and he's decided that that he is going to. He's going to beat Bart. He's going to get good. So he's at the video arcade and he gets this super duper computer video game whiz kid to teach him how to play the game. Uh, at this point as well, like Marge is taking Lisa to band practice. And so they're having a conversation in the car. And Marge really does just give her some terrible advice. Now, Lisa, listen to me. This is important. I want you to smile today. But I don't feel like smiling. Well, it doesn't matter how you feel inside, you know. It's what shows up on the surface that counts. That's what my mother taught me. Take all your bad feelings and push them down, all the way down, past your knees until you're almost walking on them. And then you'll fit in, and you'll be invited to parties, and boys will like you, and happiness will follow. But when Marge does see how that how the response is to that when she's at school because when she go when she goes to band practice she gets walked over by the other students who tell her to do her own homework but she's smiling through it she gets walked over again by mr largo and so marge whips her away and changes the advice apologizes to lisa and says look you know i'll be there for you before during after until you stop feeling sad i'll be there for you don't do the smiling i'll do the smiling for both of us and this is the thing that gets Lisa out of her slump, which is, is great to see. 
we find we finish off this episode again. Bart and Homer are playing the game, and this time Homer is kicking Bart's arse. Um, Marge wants to make an announcement, but they're ignoring her and ignoring her, and she keeps trying to. And just as Homer's about to win, Marge pulls the plug out of the TV, and I will say here, folks, I would be furious. <laughs> but um, at this point, Bart takes the opportunity, knowing that Homer's got good, to retire from the game. Bart the bloody Pope Simpson is on the ropes. He is hoping I'll put him out of his misery. Well, you're in luck, Bart. Here comes my right. Oh, no! My game! My game! I could have beat the boy. Marge, how could you? I was so close. Oh, I'm sorry, but this is more important than that silly loud game. You're right, Mom. I just like to use this occasion to announce my retirement undefeated from the world of video boxing. <laughs> and to finish off the episode, they all go to a jazz club to see Bleeding Gums Murphy play, and Bleeding Gums sings the song that Lisa sang on the bridge, and that is the end of the episode. So, for me, this episode like does a really good job at sort of conveying depression, what that is, how it can affect people. Um, but I think at the same time, if you are something like The Simpsons, you really do need to find that balance. And I feel like it was very skewed. You can have episodes that are more emotional and more hard hitting than some some of the some others. You can have episodes that have absolutely no emotional value whatsoever. But it's a Simpsons episode. It still has to be funny. And for me, the laughs on this episode are so so thin, and it would be really difficult to um, tread the line without really being kind of offensive, in my opinion, because of the, the subject matter here. So I feel like it was a really difficult line to, to, to sort of pick off, and I'm not really sure that they were 100% successful in, in doing what they set out to do. They conveyed the things really well, but they fell so far short on the other, other side of it that it really just didn't work for me whatsoever as an episode and it's an episode that I actively really don't enjoy going back uh, and checking out so that's uh, definitely something worth bearing in mind but that was it for the episode so we're, we're going to move on and get into the ratings now <laughs> there's nary an animal alive that can outrun a grease scutsman as always, we'll start off with the critic scores. IMDb scored this episode. IMDb scored this episode a 7.7 .7 out of 10, which is the same as it gave for Bart the Genius, is the same as it gave for There's No Disgrace Like Home. The only episode so far that they rated lower than this was Homer's Odyssey, which is the la uh, which is the, the, sec the next, which was, sorry, last on our, our leaderboard. Um, you guys, the listeners, you on average scored this a 4.8 out of 10, which is by far the lowest score that you guys have given an episode. Uh, Boomer gave it 3 out of 10. All the episodes with Bleeding Gums Murphy are my least favourite. Timothy Burleson, 6.5. A lot of new stuff introduced, but one of the first season's weaker episodes. Ian Spencer said a 6.8 for me, very specific. Uh, not quite a se in seven territory, but my favourite of season one so far. Top five of season one overall, so a big fan of this episode. Uh, there aren't too many truly funny moments, but there's a lot of heart, and Lisa's generally gloomy demeanour is a good representation of depression, I think. That's something I've personally struggled with, and Lisa's malaise felt very real. I appreciate Marge's advice at the end that it's okay to be sad, way better than faking happiness, like she initially said. I also like the simplicity of Homer Bart video game subplot. I think it's something that can start and stop as needed in order to give maximum time to the Lisa plot. A solid episode, plus we get to meet Bleeding Gums. So, 
you know, if you, there, there's there's uh, Ian Spencer there, obviously a fan of this episode, a fan of the character of Bleeding Gums. Personally, I hate Bleeding Gums. I don't think he's funny. I don't think he really adds very much. I think he's a character that, you know, they got well shot of eventually. What is interesting about this is the first episode really to have a subplot. All the episodes we've done so far have kind of been just single track, single story. It's nice that this episode did sort of introduce a subplot and it was, it's a relatively strong subplot in terms of it brought the laughs it kept this episode ticking along because i think if you didn't have this episode then this this would be a really really depressing episode so it was absolutely vital that they had those subplots in there uh, however uh, i've already sort of previously explained my own ratings and how i rate the episodes and i can't give this a good rating just because because it's it's, it's really overall it's just not that funny but i I want to sort of, I always want to put an asterisk next to this because I want to say, you know what, this dealt with a really, really powerful issue and I think it dealt with it in a good way and I think this is a really important episode in terms of the character building of Lisa but all those other factors that I've already said, like how you have to find that balance, at the end of the day this is still a Simpsons episode and you ha I, ha I can only judge it on my enjoyment of the episode and I really just don't enjoy this episode. So with that being said, I'm going to give this myself a 3 out of 10. Uh, and on average, that gives Moaning Lisa an average score of 5.2 out of 10. And it means it is bottom. It is in last place of the leaderboard of now six episodes that we've covered on the show. Okay, so with that being said, we'll move on and we will get into some trivia. Sir, have you noticed how North Edinburgh golfers put like this? And South Edinburgh golfers put like this? So Yardley Smith, the voice of Lisa, has actually cited this episode as being one of her favourite Simpsons episodes of all time. I, I wonder that's maybe more sort of just simply down to the fact that, you know, it was the very first sort of big Lisa episode and we got to explore so much of her character in this episode. So I think that's maybe got had uh, something to do with it. And obviously, I've already mentioned that, you know, this obviously is a much more serious episode in terms of the tone. Uh, this... Uh, episode was actually done because the writers had felt that they had done several jokey in, in sort of inverted commas uh, episodes up to this point and they wanted to do something a little more serious which i get but you know at the end of the day it's it's the simpsons we, we need the jokes in there um this is the first appearances of jacqueline bouvier which is obviously marsh's mom and bleeding gums murphy in this episode so uh, and I'm just reading here in the trivia that this, it, it is actually the same bridge that Homer tried to kill himself in Homer's Odyssey. So there, there you go. Um, so yeah, like not a huge amount um, of trivia for this episode. It's it was re it's really just not a not it's a memorable episode. Like I really find it difficult. Like, I remember this episode. I remember watching this episode when I was younger. Um, but it's just not an episode I remember fondly. And that, for that reason, obviously, like we're not really going too deep into the trivia and things like that. Because I really just don't think there's that much to talk about in this episode. There's a couple of first appearances and a couple of reasonings for why a couple of things are done. But aside from that, for me, this is this is an episode that we, we should just forget about and move on. And even in season one, which we all know, and we've I've said many times, even in season one, not being one of the stronger episodes of the season... Uh, so one of the stronger seasons in the series, sorry. Um, this is definitely on the weaker end. There are definitely much stronger episodes, even in just the five that we've covered previous to this already. So, yeah, 
definitely one that I think we can just sort of move on from. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to move on and we're going to get into the listener question of the week. Talking out of turn. That's a peddling. Looking out the window. That's a peddling. Staring at my sandals. That's a peddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a peddling. This week's listener question of the week. What is your favourite Principal Skinner scene or quote? The listener question of the week is where I put a question just like that across our social medias and ask for you guys, your responses, and we will read out a few of them. So, like I said, what is your favourite Principal Skinner scene or quote? Tie-dye Treehugger says, definitely steamed hams. I think steamed hams is probably... On, very high on the list of most people's favourite Simpsons moments of all time, let alone just Principal Skinner's moments of all time, so Steam Tam's definitely up there for me. Uh, Mr. Spackaroo on Instagram says, No, it's the children that are wrong. <laughs> so I love that quote as well. Ian Spencer again, favourite scene is him crossing the river, Terminator style. I love that scene, that's so funny. Uh, favourite quote is from season 7, Treehouse of Horror. There's no mystery about Willie, why he's simply disappeared. He says, gets him every single time. And finally, the Porn Stash podcast. I love when he fires Otto and drives the school bus himself. He's at the stop sign waiting for a chance to go. The kids are singing and he blows up on them. Uh, I think, is it, is it Ralph is singing? Hail to the bus driver, bus driver, bus driver. Uh, that's another great scene. So yeah, that's uh, thank you so much to you guys for your responses. What about to that question? Next week's listener question of the week. If you could visit one location in Springfield... Where would you go and why? All of the threads for this question are already up across our social medias. And you can email us, willyhears at gmail.com with your answers. That's willyhears at gmail.com. If you want to get to those threads on our social medias, you can do so at Twitter at willyhears. Uh, you can also get us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Willyhears, yeah, a Scottish Simpsons podcast. Thank you very much. Like I said, this is going to be a slightly shorter episode than usual just because there wasn't, you know, that's as many clips to go through. Um, but thank you so much to everyone who's been tuning in so far. Thank you everyone who's tuned in to this episode as well. Uh, up next on the show, it's obviously season one, episode seven. We're going to be talking about The Call of the Simpsons. And I can immediately tell you this, this is an episode that I remember far more fondly uh, than, than, than Moaning Lisa. But uh, until then, make way for Willie! It burns like a Glasgow bikini wax. You're alone, and life is getting you lonely. You can always go ah, do do. Make way for Willie. Said, make way for Willie, you bloated gutsman. There's nary an animal alive that can outrun a grease Scotsman. Then grease me up, woman! Sir, have you noticed how North Edinburgh golfers put like this? And South Edinburgh golfers put like this?